Okay, folks, we are in Belfast in the Max Theatre for the start of the 2023 NFL season for Football Ireland, presented by Indian Sport. Massive thanks and massive welcome to everybody in Belfast. I love you all already, folks. Michael McQueen, Mark Hogan. We're going to start off, Mark. Uh, decent guest tonight. Should I get him out? Get him out here, yeah. We'll get him out. Folks, the one and only. He's no introduction. He's played a bit of NFL. He's been on TV. He's got a big affinity to hear. Folks, massive Belfast welcome for Mr. Jason Bell. This really is. I was hoping y'all showed up. This is great. <laughs> it's um, it feels like Phoenix was five minutes ago, Jason, doesn't it? And now I'm Belfast. I mean, that's the off season, man. You know, when we were playing, we needed a break. Everybody wanted football to rush back. We were like, nah, we need a vacation. But now on the other side, it's how fast can it come back? And yes, feels like the Super Bowl was yesterday. And we need another good one in Vegas this year. Oh, it'll be here in five minutes. It's going to be a great crack. Uh, before we start off and get some questions in, look, you obviously have a massive affinity to this part of the world. We asked Christian in Dublin the other night if he's ever been to Ireland before. I think you've been to Belfast and different places before, Jason, as well. Oh, yeah. I've been out here many times. You know, I'm, I feel like this is home for me, this country. I spent a lot of time out here. Uh, we know my connection, my daughter, uh, my family here. Nile here, her, her papa's in here somewhere, uh, so that's good, you know, in case y'all get crazy, I got somebody to get me out of here. <laughs> um, no, but I, I love this part of the world, man, really. Just, I remember the first time I came here, I went back and people in LA were like, how was it? I was like, these are the nicest people in the world. <laughs> like, that's how I feel every time I come, so it's a pleasure, it really is. At this time, our part of the world, we also love our NFL, but I feel like it's such a neat sport here still that there's a massive passion. What do you think makes fans out here so special? I think you just said it, right? It's, it's almost, it's cultish, right? And, you know, when I first started doing the broadcast, they were talking about simplifying things. And I was like, you guys got it all wrong. These people understand. They know. Uh, they spend more time learning the sport than Americans do. You know, so what I've witnessed is hardcore fans who know the game that expect the best. And the fact that all of, everybody loves different teams, that's so cool, right? Because you can't get to one area or one part of the country and everybody likes different teams, right? It's not like that in the States. So it's just so unique. And I, I really couldn't imagine doing this anywhere else. And it's because of the fan base, really. It's just, it's been a pleasure to be involved. It feels like even from the last time the NFL was officially here a few years ago in the waterfront, I know a lot of people were here that time as well. And it's interesting to see Jason just rubbing up the amounts of different jerseys here, which is cool. You know, we broke a record from Dublin the other night, which is great. And uh, going back to yourself, you know, you, you donned a few jerseys in the NFL. Let's go back even further than that. You know, originally you were born in Cali, you're yeah, in Cali, Long California. And I mean, we're going to do a California member this week, apparently. This is fly out here. I'm digging this. <laughs> and you grew up, you played, you played in the football, obviously. At what point in your youth did you think, I can make it in this league? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Not one day. 
I, I remember vividly, I could have been 12, 11, and there was this kid, and we were playing football at school, and he was like, I'm going to make it to the NFL. I thought to myself, I was like, I just want to start on my youth football team. <laughs> it was always that simple for me. Every stage, I knew I was, I had a little talent, but it was all about getting to that next level and still being good. So I was just worried about the next day. I was worried about the competition at the next practice. I never really skipped steps, and I think that's always helped me because I've seen it throughout my career. Players, they were looking at this goal and they had this vision, but they weren't looking at tomorrow. And my whole thing was, I don't want you to outwork me tomorrow. And I've always been like that. Like, I remember being a kid, and you know you have a growth spurt. And I was really fast, and the next year I wasn't. And I was like, oh, no, this is not good. You know, I was I was all gangly, and I couldn't run. And I was like, it's over. It's never coming back. But it did. And, and yeah, I just, I never thought I was great. I always thought I was okay. So I just had to work. And is that then part of the growing? Like, you got to see LA then for college. Did you find that even with the college players, like you were obviously going to go on to the next level, at that point you didn't know that. Yeah. Is that still there in your head that you're just trying to work them every day and never even thinking that you, you were pretty talented? Yeah, when I got to college, I wanted to play and it was competitive, but because of where I was from, there was so much talent in, my, in Long Beach, especially my high school. So when I got to college, I was like, man, I got guys that are at home, couldn't make it to college that are better than everybody on this team. So I knew then that it wasn't just your talent. It was the other stuff that was going to get you to the next level. I mean, there are super talented people and they make it, but the bulk of us, it was going to be about how you work the battle. So uh, I started as a sophomore, but that was my only goal to stay on the field, keep playing, keep fighting. I had my ups and downs, but even, even when I was having success, it was always like somebody's trying to come get my job replace me. I never thought about the NFL at all until towards the end of my career. It's crazy, guy, because in the modern day NFL, so few players from college get drafted. We've seen a guy from Wicklow have to give him a shout out Don Wheeler, who's then called Will and Woo for the Packers next week. First Irish player in 38 years. We'll have to get a big clap or a big view at the end. Obviously, definitely done instead of his family next Sunday. Seriously, and. But like for him, he 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 ended up going undrafted, went to the Saints, got cut, and then you know, yourself, you were undrafted. Yeah. When when you didn't get drafted, did that knock your confidence, or did that just you know continue to make you even more motivated to make it? Yeah, it didn't do anything to me as far as how I felt about myself as a player because I got hurt, and it isn't discussed that much, but I was the number six corner in the country my junior year. So I probably would have been second round pick. But then I had a heel injury, I had surgery, and then I missed my senior year and no scout, they, were, they weren't even talking about me. I remember a scout from the 49ers uh, came in, the guy was talking to me a bunch the year before, and he showed me a piece of paper. He says, I can't even look at you, Jay Bill. Like you're, you're my no-go zone because of the injury. And I was like, whoa. I was like, oh man, this is good. So at that time, I knew I was going to have to prove I was healthy and, buy, and be a superb athlete, run fast, jump high, like make them take a chance on me. I knew I could play. I had that confidence. It was just I had to show that I was healthy again. And then I, my senior year, I finally started getting healthy. 
we're in a bowl game. I get invited to all two of the All-Star games, which gives you a chance. A regular football game. Jump up for an interception. A guy named Lee Evans, who played in the league for a long time. Break my metatarsal. So I run the 40. This, it, it, like, my day was, my day was basically, you go out, I missed the combine because I'm hurt. I got a pro day at UCLA. I got 140. I got to run 240s because I can't do anything side to side. But they don't know. They don't know. So we got a plan, me and my trainer, like, you're going to run a 40 this day, and then in two weeks you'll come back. You're going to run so fast, it'll work. They'll do all the other tests. So I'm like, okay. And literally, I ran a 4-3 on grass. Fast as I've ever ran on grass. They were like, you want to do all these drills? And I just left. But that's what happened. A guy that just passed away named Gilbert from he somehow he found out about me running, started looking at the tape and said, man, this guy's getting healthy. He told Dallas. And so the coach comes out to work me out and a safety that was going to be the top safety in the country. He was coming out of Washington. So they're do he's doing a workout and he has all the teams out there. So I'm his workout buddy. But I'm way better shape than him. Like I've been working. So I make him look so bad in the workout that the teams are like, man, it's Jason Bell. He might be okay. But Dallas guy's there. He doesn't talk to me. Everybody else, Dallas doesn't talk to me. And then when the when I knew when the draft has happened, I knew maybe, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round, I was here. Nothing happened. But my phone started ringing. Well, my phone started ringing in the fourth round. And all these coaches are calling. And I'm like, what's happening? My agent was like, oh, they're trying to be your buddy. Because as soon as it ends, it's it's a bidding war. And they want to be your guy. And I was like, what? He was like, oh, this is the position you want to be in. Because we get to pick what team you go on. Because it's so hard to make it in the NFL, right, that first year. But if you can choose a team that has salary cap issues, young guy has to make the team. Well, the Dallas Cowboys were playing Troy Aikman. They were paying Deion Sanders and they were paying Michael Irvin. Jerry was like, I need some young boys to make this team. So eight of us made it that year, you know, young guys. But that's how it worked out. Now, if I go get drafted to another team, I might not make it. So all that stuff happened, all those injuries, that, I truly think that's the only reason I made it to the NFL and lasted. Because I had that mentality like it is, I am in a fight every single day, every practice. You draft a guy first round, I am going to beat him up every day if he's in my position. I'm going to outwork him. And I just did because I knew that's how, that's the only way I would exist. And if that injury doesn't happen, I don't know. I just had a flashback. <laughs> and I don't know what people are like. I, I can't talk for you, little crowd. I feel sometimes that it's, it's fantastic we've got London games, it's great. It's amazing with Germany, it's great with games internationally. How great would it be to have a game in Dublin or look if, it, if we could have one in Belfast, I prefer more than a drive or whatever, but how great would it be to have a game in Dublin? And it looks now, Jason, like that's becoming closer to reality. Oh, it has to happen. I mean, it would be crazy. It would be, there'd be so much energy. And I'm just thinking that as a player, when these guys come over and they feel this energy, they love it now, they talk about it. They, they're like, these international games are so special. But them coming here, oh, man, they, it would They'd be talking about it everywhere. They, it'd be one of those games where it'd be like, man, you see what happened over there? They'd be like, that's, that's where you need to be.
So yeah, it, it's got to happen. It, it needs to be the next move. I hope somebody's talking about it. It is way above my knowledge. <laughs> you know what I'm pushing. They know. They know what side I'm on. <laughs> And OCNL is very heavily involved with NFL Africa, yeah. bring players from there. But this part of the world, of course, we have Dan Wheeler to sign on this week, and it's so cool. It's so going almost back to your mentality and how you had to grind and grind and grind. You're definitely at a bit of a disadvantage being this part of the world, but we've seen players doing at different positions. Obviously, England has been able to put players at defensive end in that, but in Ireland, obviously, we have more kick. Do you think that there is going to be more of those UK and Irish players making it into the league of whatever position? Without a doubt. But the thing about sports is they'll go anywhere. We know that. You go for talent anywhere you can find it. So now that they're exposed to it, and meaning the NFL colleges can come see the talent, they will come get it. They will recruit it. So that's what it's all about. That's why the academy has been so special. And remember, you got that you you have this whole country and all the talent in this country funneled in, you know. So you got maybe a hundred kids to choose from. That's crazy. So yeah, it's definitely going to happen. And the NFL is pushing that; they're pursuing it. And once again, it starts on on the youth level. Flag is big for that. I mean, flag is is changing everything because they're learning skills now uh, that's necessary for them, whatever step they take. But yeah, getting to college, continue their education. They are, they are hunting that. And on any college team, see, this is what the universities are talking about. Imagine when you have somebody from a different part of the world in a locker room, it changes everything. Everything gets better. The world opens up. And that happens on college campuses. But when you're in a sport, sometimes you're in that little, you know, that cocoon. But now you got a person that's from somewhere else. It changes everything. So that's what's so important. Because that's why I want to see it continue to happen. Season preview. We're going to go through live. We're going to honor the crack. The NFL season is back this Thursday night. It is. Are you working Thursday night? No, we don't have the game Thursday night. Uh, we're fresh on it on Sunday, though. Our first show is on th on Friday, though, so I'll be doing something Thursday, I think. The spot on earth will We'll keep that quiet and see what it is on Friday. Looking forward to it. Yes. And for everyone, the prodigy is in the market's off as well. Like, I mean, Enjoy this next few days because I'm, I'm already scared of my sleeping pattern coffee. You gotta have your routine down. Like, you gotta have a strict routine and then just forget it. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever it takes. And, like, I mean, hands up. Who's gonna set up the Thursday night and watch kickoff? Live. That's not true. Who's like me where you fall asleep after the second quarter? It's hard. It's But when it's good, I'm locked in. And I'm like, well, guess who went to bed at half time last year? The wildcard game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and Los Angeles Chargers being called. With the same feeling you had after a night out, you remember getting home. I was like, oh my god, they came back. So that's the that, that's that's thing I missed, yeah. Let's, let's get into it. We've got five different topics. We've picked five different topics in Dublin. In Dublin, when we're talking to us, do you think it's a build analytics last year? Give me a one word answer to that. Yes. Show of hands, yes. He got two years left. Maybe. If this, if this doesn't go well, this could be the last year. But I think, regardless, he's got two years, and I've and I've heard this. He no. won't be like Jamie. I don't know anybody. I heard from a friend who heard from a friend. Billy Boy's only the last year, right? Uh, AFC East. AFC East, that's nice to be flexible. Yeah. What are the 
And oh, this is bad. Hmm? Fins off the dance. And for sure. This is way down to the rig at Dolphins Fans, Jazz Fans. Yep. Here tonight. Happening. We have the lots. And the problem with the FC is to know there's no commanders fans that don't have at least one size. I've seen a few, and we're happy that we have a new owner. Let's, let's go back to the east, let, let's just look into it for a minute. Okay, best division of football, arguably, maybe that in the north, and I'm going to get in trouble with saying that. No, this is a hell of a year, Jason. I mean, like, the Bills need to take that step up. The Patriots, it's a little bit cool strange there. The Dolphins, people are shouting fins up. You've got Tua, like, I think any football fan wants to see Tua having a good year. And never mind the fact that the east is one of those situations where you just do not know what's going to happen. you the Patriots, the Jets, the Dolphins and the Bills, who's going to top? Ooh, tough. So, when you think about rosters, right? Like, let's take the quarterbacks out of the complete rosters. Miami might have one of the best rosters in the NFL. And the Jets are not far behind in the same division. Things are about to change. If Tua can stay healthy with their new quarterback, um, you know by their investment in Jay and the Rams how they felt. They're like, yo, we're right there. And they are. It's going to be very interesting. This is the team to beat, I believe, in that division. First of all, it's hard to play in Miami in September. Anybody can play in the cold. People can't play in the heat. It's hard to play in the humidity. When I was in Houston, we were the first team that beat them there. Now we come from the heat. In 15 years, they had lost over. It was crazy. So they have an advantage with that. And I just think now, with Mike McDaniel being able to practice against Vic Fangio and them two going at it and how to fix things. And now, you, one thing about an offensive coordinator, who's your play caller, who's your head coach, you always think game management, does it suffer when well, you got a guy that's your coordinator that's in your that's talking like timeouts here, let's do this here, let's do that. Like great awareness. They're gonna be better. They're gonna be hard to beat. So I'm I think they can pull it out. The Jets are right behind. That defense, the belief with that quarterback, scary. Now I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this in heat, but I think the Bills are the third team in the division. I really do. They haven't gotten better. Josh Allen is, man, he's Superman. But he has to be Superman every week. They can't win unless he's Superman. When can Josh Allen have a day off? Can those other two quarterbacks have a day off? Yes, they can. Two can have a day off and make it win. He has a day off against Miami Dolphins every time he plays them. <laughs> <laughs> we got some love in the crowd. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, and then you got, you think Belichick's gonna fall over? Who? Howard, who's gonna dominate? Nobody's gonna beat everybody in that division. You know, nobody's gonna go undefeated. So I look at it, I'm not, I don't feel good about the Bills, man. Not at all. They still need, they need Von Miller to come back. That's when Von comes back. Like, come on. They lost a middle linebacker, worried about there. Yeah, they've got, obviously, Christian, Ben, Perfect, Hedder, both coming in the second year, bounce back. 
Maybe it's might as well. He didn't play good last year when he came back from that team. He needs to be much better. And then Kai, uh, the other player, yeah, yeah he, they, they're hoping he's great. When they got Jordan Porter back, though, like, and you know, he was up in the Gulf Miami. It's like, I think the defensive back team there is insane. Like, the starting once they got in, Taylor Apple's back open for agency. They brought it in forward for the one game. They brought in Leonard Floyd as well. I mean, he was hanging around in the open market for a while, but they did bring him in. I think the defense is really good. You look at the offense, Dalton Kincaid is an absolute crease that they need. Because, like, if, if it was called by Tom Dermott, the 11 and a half person at offense, because it's like, he's six foot three slot receiver. Like, teams are gonna have to play him so differently. The problem is that within that division, the defenses are so good that they can play him differently. Your number two dude is a tight end that you just drafted. That's your hope. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, you know, Stefan Diggs is the man. I'm saying we got a lot of hope in something that hasn't been proven. And that's the problem. Do you put those weapons up against them boys from Miami? No chance. That track team is coming. And they got gold cleats on. Because they're all flying. <laughs> they got weapons everywhere. I mean, it is, it is speed everywhere. And I'm telling you, when you're a defender and you can't get a playoff, it is scary. If I'm playing the Bills, Hey, you know, it just don't feel like it. We're talking a little bit about coffee, sleeping patterns. Oh my God, it's too late to watch a match. I mean, we're going to get Monday night football. Those Jets are not his first years in New York Jets. The hope in New Jersey. Like, seriously, like, I mean, like, like but, I'm talking all this craziness and watch the Bills go out there. Uh, <laughs> it, feels like, <laughs> it feels like, like, say the Jets would get results there Monday night. Yes. In that whole, what you just said, what you just said, that whole circle around Bill's first talk, or vice versa. When you have a dominant defense, okay, like a just legit top three defense, when you think all you gotta do is get the ball back, you become dangerous. Because I can just keep getting the ball back to him. Just, he's gonna make it happen. That belief will make him play better. What happened last time and why they had to change quarterbacks is Saba could see his defense lose that belief. Can't keep handing it back to this guy. It's not happening. Not we're, nah, it's not going to happen. We quit. This is a different team. The good thing for the Jets, though, as well, is like Garrett Wilson, and I said this in the Dublin Show on Thursday, was the rookie of the year with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and my wife. And now he's Aaron Rodgers getting a break. And then look at that running back room. Like Aaron Rodgers would have been by CB main from was AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones is probably the best running back deal. Now they have Dalvin Cook and Reese Hall. Like he has the same setup, but better again. Like he rode Devontae Adams to two back to back MVPs. And now he has Carol Wilson. I mean, if you haven't drafted him in fantasy yet, get after him. Yeah. And he brought his buddy in, um, Cobbs, right? Mm -hmm. So people like, why do you bring Cobbs? Cobbs is teaching the receivers how to see the game the way here. This is how it works. You go out there, Aaron sees something, he doesn't like it, he throws it somewhere, it doesn't work. Now, you can have Aaron go shoot it out, which does not work. You have Randall Cobb come up and say, hey man, you see this? You do this, this is what Aaron likes. And you're like, okay, cool. That's why coaches bring in players they like, that they brought everywhere to teach the other players, tell them what I see in a nice way that I would tell them. So Aaron can now be the good guy. The guy he, you know, he wants to be now. He brought his guy, and that's why it's so significant. I was reading an article about that the other day, and that's exactly where Randall Cobb is doing. 
And the other very broad one was Alan Lazard, who doesn't have to be the number one guy this year. Like, right. Exactly. But it makes sense because exactly like if this, it was told to them last year, this is what I want. And now it's like those pains are gone and they can go straight in. And then that defense with Rob Salah, it's like, is insane. So it's like, yeah, last year they had to bail them out. And they have two elite sides. Well, the one thing is we haven't mentioned the case, I mean, it's tidy, so we have to move on. But let's get the trial ball. You know, listen, double me to it here. Hands up is going to win the AFC East. Patriots. Oh. <laughs> I love the kick. You can't, hey, man. Bill Belichick, you can't doubt it. Never at all. And he, he will, he, that defense is on fire. They're good. And Bill O'Brien is there, so we're going to see more of the college style yeah. that's like suited. I don't know what Bill O'Brien is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like last year they didn't see the chance, they didn't know who their offense coordinator is. Now you've got O'Brien who's going to be running it well, you'd imagine. So it's like Matt Jones stands a chance, and it's like if he can go back to what we saw in his rookie year, when he did have a Josh McDaniels, an actual offensive guru that he was learning under, he looked good. Let's hope Bill O'Brien's got something to take. So we got two or three out of whatever for the Patriots. Dolphins? Yeah, that's the hometown of It's a little Dolphins. Uh, Jets. Yeah, right, right. Bills. Please, Jerk. Yeah. Beautiful. That's Bills fans, do you have do you have a lot of confidence in your defense? Always. <laughs> no, always. <laughs> I, I, you know what I feel about the Bills, and I hate to say this. I fall. Like last year with it then. It feels like I'm just the it does. It's not last year we went to LA for a game and absolutely wiped out obviously it was just a rod. You felt that night like man, just, I don't know. Man that quarterback though, he's 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 what happened with McDermott? Like he's back on plays this year. Yeah, what okay, who what's the what's the play call? Cause cause who he is he blaming it on Leslie Frazier? Because he's got his hands all over that defense. McDermott, whatever plan they put in that week is McDermott's plan. So now we're going to see what it's worth, right? So do you think at the end of the season, is he on a record? No, not yet, not yet. But we'll see what happens. I think what he's done in the culture, he's brought in that team, you don't have to kind of mess with that. Because he, uh, he, it is a good environment, and people like him. So you've got the Dolphins going to the East, you have you the Browns going to the North, so people are going to I don't know, will Big Fangio get off in year one straight away? I think it's set up perfectly with the Jalen Ramsey does help, or you know, you have to hope uh, Howard, Xavier Howard gets off to the fast He wasn't his usual self last year. So, uh, you've convinced me. I was probably built. They had him playing so much man to man. If you're playing man to man like they had Xavier Howard play last year, it is. It is a long marathon day. You can't play that unless you press man-to-man zero coverage. It's impossible. Vic Fangio won't put him in that position. But on third down, when he needs him to press and be up there and be physical, he'll be red because he'll have some plays off kind of in zone coverage where he can go and respond. I think their uh, front is amazing as well on that defense. And you have um, Bradley Schultz as a pro baller under Fangio's back room. So, yeah, my pick is the ball. I don't think the Jets. Yeah. I the Jets going very far. Let's hold on to you. Let's go to this next topic. And um, was, was anyone that brought was Jags game last year when the big guys that were decent show hands? But I was screwed in the press box and somebody behind us said, the Trevor Lawrence, he looks like a bust. And since that's <laughs> going on, no, hold on, he, he had a very, very poor start to the season. And he was oh. awful in that game. We're, we're, we're going to look basically at quarterbacks and be the next superstar. From that game in London last year, he completed 69.7% of his passes. Attempt are averaging 7.4 yards per attempt. Ooh, it gives me a feel like 
and we'll love to go to the Trevor Lawrence here, but you feel like guys are Trevor Lawrence. Guys like Justin Fields. Yeah. Guys like maybe Kenny Pickett, Donald Jules. Who, who's going to make a if you look at Trevor Lawrence for a start? Alright, so I'm going to be honest, Trevor Lawrence is about to be a star. I mean, he's right here. But Kenny Pickett in a preseason? Man! He couldn't miss! Like, Kenny Pickett was on fire. I mean, the way he, the grasp of that offense he has and what he's doing, Steelers will be scared. But what you're seeing with Trevor Lawrence is that question earlier about coaching. You have a play caller, a coach, a teacher, a psychologist who comes in and sees a guy who was almost broken by the former coach. We, we hear the stories about that Urban Meyer time. He comes in and he goes, man, how am I gonna get this team right? How am I gonna get this kid right? And that's what he did last year. He put in a system that worked for his talents. He gave him encouragement. But he told him, don't get down on yourself because these guys are looking. These guys are waiting for you to look when you do something wrong like Trevor Owens. So when he throws all them interceptions, Trevor said this. He said he came to the side and he knew he was that dude when nobody questioned it. They weren't like, oh, Trevor. They just were like, it's going to be all right. To the question earlier about what is it like when you got one of the quarterbacks? That's what it happened last year. And Trevor felt that. He's like, I can't do this. Diddy doesn't. That's when you turn the corner. You have to have those moments as a player because everybody talks about it. And that's why I say <coughs> Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is about to be a superstar. He has Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, before he got suspended, was one of the best route runners in the NFL. And that is because the man, run, he can stop on a dime. If you can just decelerate, stop and accelerate without any body movement shifting, it, it's impossible to cover you. That's Calvin Ridley. He has a true number one receiver now with a great play caller and protection. That O-line can hold up. They got better right there on the precipice of greatness. But one thing Doug Peterson got enough credit last year, like even at the halfway through the season, they went from having four set drops to one set drops. They knew they wanted to take advantage of his process, Trevor Lawrence's processing power. And like you said, if he is Calvin Ridley now, I don't think he's been given half enough credit. When you look at that LA Chargers playoff game, four interceptions in the first half, so 27-7, damn. What's he come out? Three straight touchdown drives. Mm. That's what you're talking about. I'm here, baby. That's what he yeah. told them. <laughs> and they responded. I mean, that's the moment. That's it. Everything changes them for a player, especially a quarterback. Peyton Manning wanted to take himself out of a game his second year. And the coordinator said, um, uh, what's his name? That's who uh, I'm Oh, said, no, you can't come out. Like, you can't do this. He's like, I am making us lose. Like, I'm bad. He's like, you just got to battle three. Look at pain. That happened. So it's all about those moments, man. You got to have it as a player. I feel like we, there's actually a lot of Bears fans in the crowd. I feel like they need to have them mention but just the thing is that. What needs to happen? They seem just to take that next step this year because, like, if there's ever a moment, because you said at the middle of the one in the green room, someone said out loud, you've got an interesting team picking the end or winning the NFC North, and um, going by that week's second, they go, if that happens, people will start going mad in the crowd. Do you, do you want to tell us who it is? Or? 
Well, I think no, no, we can talk about Justin Fields first. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we can do both. Uh, Justin Fields. So, if I'm a Bears fan, success is watching him flourish if she doesn't play there. Um, I think he, ha- he has the skills to do it. Uh, the way he plays the game, he is a threat on the field. He now has a number one receiver. Somebody he can trust. Somebody who can go find space when he's moving around. He needs that. If that happens, they're in good hands because this guy has all the skill set. He is a ball distributor. You know, he can, he, he's, he, he, in college, he was quite accurate in what he did. He's been thrown in a situation where it was just messy. It's hard to have success as a young quarterback without that right infrastructure around you. And he didn't have that. So this isn't a Justin Fields question. This is a team question. Uh, but if he shows growth and progress is here, it'll be all right. It'll be good. Future looks great. It feels like obviously he's a fresher on Tom Brady in the league, and you know, I have that question who's going to make the step up? Is there anybody else? It's Justin Fields, one I just really? think for me, I was really high. So back in whatever May, I look into Justin Fields. The problem is he's a highlight reel. But then when you watch what the actual game was doing, like 130 yards a game is what they had last year. <laughs> he was given and had the same excuses that Lamar had, that he didn't have a wide receiving core, and now he has DJ. Look, there was a reason that going in, when they got the first overall pick, the Bears, that they were wondering, do we bail out and get a different quarterback? And they said, well, no, because we're going to have to go through this whole thing. So it's like, yeah, when Carolina came along and they gave you the ammunition to do it next year, and it number one wide receiver he can have a proper evaluation before the fifth year option comes up next year they were like this is all of our dreams come true because we can get a proper look at Justin Fields because he does bail out too often I think and you it's, gotta bail out when you got that heel when you yeah like 100% that. but I, his, his metrics last year are like people are hoping that it can be Jalen Hurts that you're gonna compare him to Jalen has the best offensive line and that you can have him like a Josh Allen that in year three he just explode but like yeah. His metrics last year were more along the lines of Zach Wilson. It's like not everyone is able to just turn it around. And there has been players like the likes of Troy Aikman that were able to have a poor start to their career and then they were able to improve and become legends. Daniel Jones now, I mean, that's a 50-50 whether it's uh, real or fake. But I suppose that's where uh, Justin feels that at the moment. That he's got to look at what's around. For me, I think if it's a good year, it's brilliant. Otherwise, they go, I think they're going to play for Kyler Murray next year otherwise. So, uh, no. That's a whole different thing. Because it'll be so cheap. I'd be kind of, but he might not be fit. Whole other story now, but I, I genuinely, I, I, I have a lot to see from Justin Jill this year. Is there anyone that we've missed out, folks, to be the superstar? He's about the ball. Yeah. That team, that roster is awesome. Let's just start there. Good defense. Everything around. Jordan Love has been in this system his entire pro career. All of this stuff, nothing's new. He's just had to figure it out. Now he's the man on campus. So you now have a play caller that your head coach, they brought over to be the play caller, who's had to fight a quarterback because he didn't want to hear his plays. That goes, hey, let me show you what I came here to do. Do you trust me? I gotta trust you because I can't trust anybody else because I'm Jordan Love. Just the beginning for me. Whatever you want to do, coach. So now everybody's got something to prove. If LaFleur is the man in play calling right now, this is why we did it. This is why you're here. Look at what you've done. This is that whole tree of guys 
Kyle Shanahan, McVay, all these wizards who can plug anybody in. Well, let's do this. And I think the pack, the Packers, man, they got it because of that. People are, it's a different feeling around there because you remove somebody. He was great, but he had to go. I was not experienced if something behind Rogers for a period his life was about the hot of this octopus His arm angles changed everything. The stuff he's doing, I mean, you watch him in break every day. Work. I can tell you from you see the Bears against the Packers December. Again, I know that Standard's Niners game this week is so good, but that Bears Packers game feels like the NFC North is so much rolling on that as well. Who's going to win the North? NFC North. Niners. Lions. How ironic would it be if the Packers won this year after being the Bears? Baltimore. No. Packers, what are we talking about? How ironic would it be if the NFC North was the land that the Packers again this year? After every other yeah, season. The Vikings can't keep doing what they were doing. Right? I mean, I mean how, how, how many times are you going to roll the dice? You know? Uh, no, I, I'm really excited to see their defense. Lions are exciting. I mean, like, I, I want to see them do Yeah, that. so I don't... I love the Lions. I mean, the, the defensive coordinator taught me how to play corner here. I just don't know, man. I mean, we're all at the half forward Friday water watching them, so hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And third topic, we got five topics, and we're going to get some questions. Book X, we get quick book. No, I was going to say, should we talk Kenny Pickett? Because I think he's super interesting from the Steelers. And I don't, I'm more concerned about George Pickens now because he has these. He's like a highlight reel. It's like, what has he done that Chase Claypool didn't do when they got rid of Chase Claypool? Now I know the Pittsburgh Steelers are well able to uh, wheel and deal there for the wide receivers. But he showed a lot. I think that he showed rookie traits that were fine to show that he kind of bailed out and stuff like that. But he got better on third and fourth days. He thrives under pressure. I think Kenny Pickett's going to be, yeah, there, thereabouts. He might even go to the Trevor Lawrence level. But I think they've got an absolute gem there in Kenny Pickett. He looks so different and more confident in the preseason. And you mentioned George Pickett's. Deontay Johnson, I don't think had a receiver. I'll stop He's nice. Yeah, going to have a receiver on. Waller. He's Waller. And, you know, Pickett's thing is he's a true number one, meaning if you get man to man coverage, you just go at it. Give the rock. Yeah, he's bringing that in up there. Yeah. But Kenny Pickett, I mean, he's just, he's so great at processing um, quickly, deciphering what the defense can do. I mean, imagine how much better he gets this year with this experience. So that's going to be, that's going to be kind of what drives this offense. Listen, Mike Tomlin finds a way. I have a simple year. It doesn't matter. He gets the best out of what he has. Uh, he can find a way to motivate him. And they have the run game with the other, and it's going to help him out as well. It's going to be massive. I'm really Niners fans there, so I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and simple question. Uh, we're sitting last Saturday, happy days, Notre Dame, maybe in Dublin. Uh, what do you mean, Trey Lance scored at Dallas? What's going on? Did Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch let Trey Lance down big time and give them an opportunity to be his own? When he gave him an opportunity, he got hurt. But it, it, that's, sometimes that's beyond his, like, you know, at the end of the day, before he was injured, yeah, they got rid of Garoppolo. I mean, he they had to get an opportunity. They too much draft capital. Everybody's money was on the line. They got bailed out. They got bailed out with this situation, and they lucked up. 
But they, they picked Purdy. If you see when they drafted Purdy, they were talking about him like, oh, you don't fit well in here. Um, so it's just, it's really unfortunate for him. There is a thing, Bill Parcells, the old famous coach, has always said, I forget the number, but it was in the high 20s of starts a college quarterback needs to be ready to play in the NFL. And that's true now. Uh, when you're looking at a lot of these guys that have success early, they played a lot in college. Purdy played a lot in college. And he had a lot of games he had to come back from. When you don't have a lot of experience in college, you got to give you experience. Where's it going to happen? It's got to happen at the get -go. So you're going to have to struggle through some games as a fan watching these young quarterbacks play. Do they have the right infrastructure around them, the coaches that get them ready? That's that's the part of the luck. But when you look at Trey Lance, he didn't play enough. He had the COVID year. I mean, the guy wasn't on the field. So you get him in here and you want this product that he's not going to be. Now, if he would have been healthy, we would have been able to see that growth throughout the year and we'd be talking different. But when you get hurt, this the game passes you by. It's a terrible thing, but I've seen it too many times. It keeps moving, with or without you. Hopefully he has an opportunity at some point to show what he can do, maybe in Dallas. As late as Roger Goodell walking out onto the stage, though, people were saying that Mac Jones is who Carl Shannon wanted, and it was John Lynch that said, no, we have to go up Trey Lance. So I think it's great as a 49ers fan because you have the perfect setup now that Carl Shannon is his guys. Because they were thinking it was going to be Mac Jones, right? That was the same draft. So it's, I think that it's a system at the end of the day. That's why you had Jimmy Garoppolo go 38 and 17 as the starter. He was in and out of the starting lineup 17 or seven times through injury or whatnot. That I don't think that Jim Garoppolo is going to be half the person when he goes to right. Las Vegas. And when Shannon was in his first year there, I don't think he's going to ball in Las Vegas with not this guy. To, not to the extent that he's been with Shannon. I think Shannon oh, is the man. Man, he got his boy back in Las Vegas, though. For Devontae Adams. No, I'm talking his coach. Oh, see, I, well, that's his guy. I, I think that Shannon is such a wizard, though, that that system was so. That's why you're able to put. Like, I, my thing, and I've said this on the podcast, I see Sam Darnold being the starter come playoffs. I think that, like, Brock Purdy is a genius, and he goes, like, way off the charts in all those tests, but, like, there's a reason there was a, the Jets could have tanked for Dark Darn, whatever the phrase was back in the day, that it's like, yeah, he saw his ghost for a while, but I think that Shannon molds these kind of guys and cloaks them in, that they're moist, okay, because I just think that the defense and then Shannon just having no distractions now, well, he has a body works with it. So we got we to gotta read a crown Okay. <laughs> Shannon is a wizard. He's a great play caller. He's a great play designer. He believes he's playing a video game. When he goes, I'm going to design this here. Do this, do this, do this, throw it. Right? And it works. It works. Talent everywhere. Guess what happens in the big games? You're going up against that guy. That you can't do nothing about as a coach. You draw up the greatest play known to man, but that dude is a machine. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you're talking about. So you can have all this, and you get in that big game, and that guy on the other side is just, how did that happen? That's how you beat the Super Bowl runner up. A couple of quotes from Matt Ryan. He was asked a question recently. All well, he followed Mr. Shadow and then the quote so much. He's rabble feels about him. It's 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 been that. When you miss that deep pass, he threw that Garoppolo uh, in the Super Bowl. Great design. What happened to the ball? You got to have that guy. 
when it comes to those big games. Yeah, I'm telling you, in the fourth quarter or in big games, it is players. Wait, who's winning? What one-on-one can I win? Every game you watch, every quarter is different. First, we're filling each other out, like filling the game out. You know, second, we like, okay, we kind of got a, we kind of, kind of got a kind of vibe. This is what you're doing. This is what we think you're gonna do. And then we're trying to maintain that in going into halftime, right? Clock management. Either try to keep you off the field or whatever, you know. Third quarter, adjustments. Whether it's plays or whether it's techniques. Fourth quarter, wipe your hands. Who's hot, who's not? And and where we are on the clock. Every game, watch it. It's just, how did, how did um, the Patriots used to win? Get everybody out, five wide, you run Gronk on the route, you run Edelman or wherever's in the slot, and you switch it. Double slants, some kind of route over here, flip it, flip it, flip it, all that. We trying to get a one-on-one. Tom Brady go all the way down the field on score. Every fourth quarter. Players. I used to be the guy they were like, go at him. So I, I, I promise y'all, I'm, I'm in the playoffs. Oh my gosh, this is a true story. I don't even know why I'm going this way. I have a question, but forget that question. Um, we're in the playoffs, and I'm playing safety all year, doing well, getting interception against Washington to get us in the, into the playoffs, right? I'm like, yeah, this is working out. Corey Webster, our corner, gets hurt, and they're like, you got to play corner this game. I used to switch in and out of corner, but now I got to start. And I'm like, all right, cool. They didn't trust the young guys. <coughs> so I'm like getting ready all week, getting myself psyched up. We had two other corners. They were both veteran corners. One's playing nickel, the other on the outside. We're playing against Philly. The quarterback lines up, and he looks at me, and he goes, number 33 is playing a corner. They proceed to throw six passes in a row on me. I mean, they are attacking me. The grass was a little loose, and I knew they were going to double-team me. And I know, and then Sam Madison comes over, and he runs to me. He's the other corner. He goes, Jay Bell, sometimes in life, you that guy. Okay, you're that guy. You better tighten up. (laughs) So uh, I I got it together. I was all right. Luckily, because my other safety is my buddy, so I was like, lean over to my side. You know, it looked like we're doubling the receiver, but it was rough for the first half. I was being attacked, and it was because no matter what play they had going on, they had it all designed. But they were like, that's he's the he's the target. We're gonna eat until he figures it out. And I had to. Once I did, they started to adjust their plays, but it took a while. Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best. It was tough. We've got uh, the two good topics. We don't have the most time. That we'll, Sorry. Well, no, let's get, get, get quiet. Three don't. We want to get uh, a few questions as well, so we'll, we'll be quick. From each of you, one player for defensive player of the year. I'll shout. Brian Baldinger, Baldy joined us. Was hyped. He was like a proud father talking about Jacob Arsons. Oh, He's yeah. going to play exclusively yeah. a defensive end this year. Well, no, he'll be exclusively. That's what, that's what that's what he said? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Baldy knows a lot. He watches a lot of tape, but why would you do that? Why would, okay, I'm going with Michael Parsons, too. And the reason I am is because of his flexibility. You got Dan Quinn, this brilliant defensive mind, 
remember, the one way now they're disrupting defenses is your pass rush, right? So you, you got the five, you got your linemen, they got to communicate. Five guys, we gotta, we got, we're all trying to block five big guys. And how can you confuse us? So if I got Micah Parsons and Eliza the DN at the top of the wide, is, I can account for it. When I'm moving him around, off the ball, you know, whatever, it's messing my count up. It's, it's confusing my blocking. I want to get, a, a, I want to make him get blocked by a running back. So it's the flexibility of a player. The great players have flexibility. They're really good at something, but it's how they're able to be moved around as a chess piece. This is why Michael Parson is on the ball out. I mean, TJ Watt is, is a machine. He can ball out. Miles Garrett is going to have a big year. But, but the way they can move around this guy and the way Dallas plays, I feel like he's going to wreck. Wreck. And I heard this was the first year he actually really worked out, they said. Like the guy just shows up. Once again, what are you going to do when that guy's there? He's that guy. So he should ball out. That's what I'm going with. I've convinced myself. <laughs> For the people in the crowd that are uh, Patriots fans, Stephen Gilmore was the last corner to win defensive player in the year. Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Sauce Gardner's your guy. Um, for me, I think this is it. I think for a second number two out of interest, I'm looking at Miles Garrett because he has been putting up numbers. He's he's amazing. He's been putting up in an awful ecosystem. He's still getting to sacks. Like he was just getting double teamed a third of the time last year, and he was still able to break it down. They went and got him Zadarius Smith. It's as long as that. Like that's why I'm thinking that the Browns are going to be close to winning the AFC North if they, if, unless they don't go on and win it all together you guys think that defense Tim Schwartz let's see if he goes you're going with the Browns you just threw that out there when you see the like, reactions in the Dublin crowd whatever he says as well it's like <laughs> they're going to beat each other up I think they're going to try to throw the ball too much yeah they're going to justify their contract for the quarterback but then they have Nick Chubb. It's like, that's running back in the That's how they do yeah. it. I, I have a feeling they might try. I think they have complimentary wide receivers across the field that gives them a chance. Um, and then I just think the defense, as long as the, the secondary, which does have players in it, as long as they don't make mistakes. Jim Swartz too. And Dalvin Tomlinson dealt the run game as yeah. well. Like they, they basically saw what was very obvious to the rest of us, the defensive line wasn't good enough last year, they went and fixed it. Anyone we're forgetting about the defense player of the year? Panic Bosa. Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa, but he, does he play week one? We know that, yeah, like he's still uh, at the contract. Nick, the number one hashtag on Twitter last, yesterday was paying the Yeah, they, And then TJ Watt. They're going to pay him. They're going to pay him. They're going to pay him. Oh, he's the man. Pastor Tan is the man. He's the man. But it's, it's hard. I think Sauce, you need to win it as a corner or a DB. You need to hype. And Sauce is in New York. Name, you know, it's just he's got attention, so that helps. And every week they're gonna like if he's making plays or he's shutting somebody down, they'll just highlight him just in good coverage. That's the kind of stuff you need to win it as a corner. This is the best topic in Dublin. We go AFC total over under game wins us to the LFC. And tonight I didn't forget one pick. <laughs> uh, the other night. And uh, we'll do that. We'll finish up the recording, get some bull pick, and get a four to guess questions. I'll look at that the gap. Dallas, over nine and a half wins. Shout out, folks, over or under, nine and a half wins. Over. 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 49ers, ten and a half. Over. 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 Seattle, eight and a half, over. Over. Yeah, very. Green Bay, seven and a half. Over. Over. Atlanta, eight and a half. 
Atlanta's gonna be good. Yeah, they can use the schedule. Ooh, they do have a skill offense. But Atlanta is going to be sneaky in the NFC South. Come on. In London as well. Uh, I am rubbing that up too. It's a part of it. We will see you there, man. We will see you there. Chicago, seven and a half. Under. Under. Detroit, nine and a half. Interesting. Under. Where? I hope it's over, man. Oh boy, I just uh, this one here. Minnesota, eight and a half. Over. 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 I'm telling you, that they're going to be good. Day ball, ball, Washington Commanders are only six and a half. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they got hit, they got an episode, that's going to be over. It's going to be try, it's going to be try hard. I'm going to be fired and say six. Philly, 11 and a half. Over. New Orleans, nine and a half. Under. That could be, I don't know. That's gonna work. The LA Rams, six and a half. Under. They're pits. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Carolina, seven and a half. Under. <laughs> With the rookie at Shale Under. Under. Like, it's that, did you see that online this preseason? Preseason. And I love the quarterback. What a, what a good dude. Like, he's, he's such a cool guy. Like, he, man, that's who you want. As your quarterback, he'll be all right. But he's gonna be the quarterback second next year after we see this year. He'll get there. Top of bed. Six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Mike Evans. Yeah, I don't know. Six. Y'all got faith in Baker? We'll come back to that one. Finally, Arizona for the first pick. Right, very quickly, we've already given our Super Bowl pick someone. We'll do a 10 second thing and then give Jason's. I have got the Jets getting to the Super Bowl, but Jalen Hurts beating them in, in Vegas and riots and so on. Who's the 49ers playing Chiefs. I have the 49ers winning, except for he tells me that Chiefs get them. Well, Jason, here we go. This is your moment to shine, man. This is it. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Man, I want that game. I'll be, man, I'm all about the story. I'm not the 49ers and Chiefs. I want this about, but I need the story of Patrick Mahomes. I need it to begin. He's chasing Tom Brady. He's got to get this win. He's got to be the MVP. I need all of that. That's what I'm going for. I need all of it. I'm here for it. Okay. Let's round up this recording and then we'll keep going. Don't need your statement, Carlos. And well, Jason, it's been great to have you here for anyone watching or listening or even here. Uh, if you're in LA, you can watch Jason on Sky Sports on ITV. Yeah. And if you're in the Republic, Jason's on Virgin Media as well. If you say so. You're a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> you're a busy man, Jason. We appreciate you being here tonight, folks. We get the mask.